0: This show may contain strong language and sexual content. If you're a minor looking for information or help without all the grown-up stuff, visit our website at mygayagendapodcast.com for resources. This episode contains discussion of an emotionally manipulative relationship. It also contains discussions about the LGBTQIA community, but you probably figured that out already. It's right in the title. Monday, we're super gay. still pretty gay, and Thursday I have a night class, Friday we continue to be gay, Saturday is the gayest day, Sunday, yeah, it's still gay, but we also record a podcast.
1: Welcome to My Gay Agenda, an investigative podcast where we interview the queer community and plan
0: our world domination. My name is Jen. My name is CJ, according to the state of New Jersey, and we are your co-conspirators in plotting whatever the heck it is cisgender straight people think it is we're doing. And CJ, what's on the buy schedule for today? Well, part of my buy schedule seems to be, and I'm glad you asked, just appending every introduction from now on with the fact that the state of New Jersey <laughs> said that I'm CJ. I, I think that's fair. I think you've earned that. Yeah, I like it, it, it's not even like a bragging thing. It's just like I feel like it's part of my title now. Yeah. At least for the moment. It it, it feels like this is me approved by the state of New Jersey. Yeah, like
1: like a like a, a doctorate or a DDS or Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. It's yeah. just and
0: like I feel like my character in this podcast really needed some sort of development at some point and this is it. Sure. <laughs> I know we were both really worried about that, (laughs) but actually what is on the by schedule for today is
2: talking with Dana. Hi, Dana. Hi, CJ. Hi, Jen. Hello. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good.
0: good. Um, And then after we talk to, I mean, while we're talking to Dana, we'll play a game. Like usual. Yep. All
2: right. Uh, Tell us about you, Dana. Well, there there are many sides to me, Uh, maybe two sides to some people, too many sides to some people's liking, but... I'm a uh, queer, non-binary, trans, androgene. I'm an artist, performer, and um, budding lifestyle blogger. Hell yeah, I'm on board with all of that. Yeah. What kind of performance do you do? Um, I'm a musician, singer-songwriter. Um, I also do uh, theater. Um, I'm about to start improv classes and also studied improv in college. And I also perform with the... Philly Rocky Horror Picture Show cast, uh, Transylvania Nipple Productions, or hey. TNP.
0: Oh, I've seen them. Oh my goodness. Well, then you've seen them. Yeah, Sorry, I pointed to Dana. <laughs>
1: that <laughs> that was translate. confusing for an audio. Yep, <laughs> not bad. Everyone. I haven't seen them in forever. I have to like look, go back through my memories. <laughs> 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 or
0: you could we could like go see them also, yeah, no, I mean oh, always yeah.
1: down to see Rocky Horror. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: field trip. <laughs> cool uh so uh, if you wouldn't mind, lead us on your queer journey
2: Well, i I started to realize I was queer pretty much in college um in my youth, it had never really occurred to me to explore my gender identity or my sexual orientation because, Like a lot of people, I was conditioned to believe that I was cis and straight, Mm -hmm. and that's all there was to it, and that I would end up meeting a nice Jewish boy and having children and living happily ever after. But as fate would have it, I realized otherwise along the way. There were people, you know, throughout my life, mainly family friends and family members who had come out mostly as gay or lesbian. And, you know, I loved them as they were. So I figured, hey, I'm an ally. I'm an ally to the LGBTQ (laughs) community. That's how it begins. And and it wasn't really until halfway through college. I started out at Arcadia University. Mm -hmm. And then halfway through, I transferred to Temple. But Temple was really the place where I started to find myself as a queer person. I was invited to join the Queer Student Union where I met um, many of my still close friends, some of whom you may know. And um, the whole time it was like, oh, well, I'm a straight ally, but I really want to learn more so I can support the community.
0: And the whole time
2: I'm sure people were thinking, they're hiding something. They're, they're, you know, there's something they're clearly not telling us. And over time, given all this new information I was getting from, you know, attending QSU meetings, I was also in their production of the Laramie Project, mm. um, which was actually picketed, well, threatened to be picketed by the Westboro Baptist Church. Huh. All right. It turns out they chickened out and did not show up. And Temple Theatres was uh, simultaneously doing a production of Rent. So they threatened to picket both of those productions. And they had organized counter-protests for both of these. And in the end, we won. Hell yeah. On both sides.
0: Sorry. Just want to back up. (laughs) Because like, the Laramie Project particularly has the whole section about the Westboro Baptist Church and how bad they are. In terms of the fact that they pick at events. And the Westboro Baptist Church went, I'll show you.
1: (laughs) And in a shocking twist, they chickened out. Like, oh no, who would have guessed that they were a bunch of cowards? (laughs) I'm not not
0: saying that there's a point where the Westboro Baptist Church has ever made any cognitive sense at all. Like in anything.
2: That just particularly strikes me as noteworthy, I guess. (laughs) It just it just felt really good to have defeated them, and and we also raised a couple hundred dollars for the Attic Youth Center nice. during our counter protest. That's mm-hmm. lovely.
0: Yeah. So during your time as quote unquote straight ally at Temple, <laughs> what was what was the point where you were like,
2: hold on? Um, it co- took t- kind of a a dark turn. Um, prior to my junior year, I unfortunately met someone who, you know, when when he found out I was a musician, he wanted to be my manager and then use that as leverage to basically rope me into a relationship Mm. and take control over my life. And given that my 20-year-old self thought I would never find love, I succumbed to it. It lasted for all of a week. And I figured, you know, this isn't working. I have to call it off. He wouldn't take that. He kept bothering me and it just it made me paranoid to even go into center city Mm. but once i overcame that paranoia i um i mean i had a few other experiences during my time at temple with you know other students that i met who i had similar encounters with sadly but they didn't go as far as the first one Mm -hmm. and i thought about it you know I don't experience the level of sexual attraction that I always thought I did. I mean, I had fantasies about having that sacred sexual experience. Right. But when it got even remotely close to that, it just didn't feel right. It mm. felt uncomfortable. And I had friends who identified as pansexual, but I didn't... I knew I didn't experience a sexual attraction to people like on you know right away mm-hmm. so i knew i experienced like a romantic attraction emotional attraction and I mean even superficially an aesthetic attraction right but i concluded at, at that time at 21 years old that i was a pan-romantic asexual mm. but in the years that followed when i was briefly in a relationship with someone who identified as a cis lesbian, um, that I wasn't completely asexual, and then I learned about the term demisexual. mm mm-hmm. I And I, I felt grounded in that. I felt confident in that. You know, I may not experience that attraction right away, but once you get to know someone and form a bond with them, there's potential for it. Right. And we've discussed
0: demisexuality, I feel like, on the show, probably, right? Oh, yeah, a couple times, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> cool. I also uh, felt very, very comfy in that label for a long, long time. Uh, I still feel a kinship with it, although, you know, everything's fluid. Life <laughs> changes. But I'm still, I feel that kinship, so it's like, I feel you. <laughs>
2: yeah. And that that was mostly on the sexual attraction front. As far as gender... Ooh. <laughs> that, the turning point in my gender journey, it started in a class at Temple. It was in an American music class, which mm. I loved. And it was basically the history of American pop music. And the professor was just sh- talking about different eras um, throughout pop music culture. And she showed a picture of Annie Lennox from the Sweet Dreams era. Mm. And I'm, I look at it and I'm like, wow. Wow. That look, I just need to try it. Something about it calls to me. Mm, a ring of keys moment.
1: <laughs> a ring of Andy's? sweet dreams.
0: <laughs> I was also trying s- really
1: hard. Sweet dreams are made of keys. keys. <laughs> There's something here. Oh. Don't don't not to dis Annie? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but like, honestly, what a look. I'm not familiar with this look. I'm gonna really quick Google, <laughs> so quick. But in the meantime, so you saw this picture and went, "Oh, great!" Um, well, on an aesthetic level, or like, on an aesthetic level. Cool. Um, so
2: what what bridged from there to where you are? Um, well, that was that was the starting point. Yeah. That was when I started wearing my hair like super duper short. And still wearing crazy makeup and, um, kind of starting to explore, like, collared shirts and slacks. Mm -hmm. Because the job I was working at the time, they kind of had a dress code where you had to wear a polo and khakis. And I'm like, hey, I kind of like this. But I was still wearing, like, matching jewelry. (laughs) Mm. Because I wasn't 100% sure that I, um was anything other than a woman at this point. I didn't, I, I was, in a way, I was kind of afraid to say I was anything other than a woman because there we go with imposter syndrome. Yeah. yeah, that yeah. has been an underlying thing for much of this journey.
0: Mm, yeah, we have uh, discussed that notorious enemy on several occasions. It
2: affects so
0: many of us. Yeah. Oh my goodness.
2: And then after I graduated from Temple, I took a six-month internship at Disney World. I was on the Disney College program. And it doesn't help much that Disney is a very gender-specific company. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that based on your gender or what they perceive to be your gender this is what you have to wear this is your costume
0: yeah they have a very uh, strict dress code um like even down to like how quote-unquote natural your hair color is like i know somebody who has red hair and like she dyes it but like she can't dye it like too red quote 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 <laughs> like it has to be like a very particular shade or more in the brown category
2: like so i just I mean the entire time i was working at disney i felt squelched i felt like i had to stick to these guidelines and i, I couldn't really express myself freely as far as image mm-hmm. and i just kept telling myself You know, this is only six months. I can stick it out. Then I can go home and have crazy colored hair again. I mean, granted, up until that point, the only crazy color it had been was platinum blonde. They wouldn't even let me be platinum blonde. Yeah. Because they would have deemed it unnatural. Mm Hmm. And for most of the end of my time at Temple, I had really bad senioritis. I'm like, I want to get out of college so I can go to cosmetology school. Hmm. Hmm. Because I had wanted to be a hairstylist since I was, what, nine years old. In fact, I religiously watched makeover shows (laughs) because I thought that would groom me for my career. (laughs) (laughs) But in retrospect, makeover shows are only good if the subject is happy with their look.
1: Hell yeah. Oh, I love that.
0: This is a solid point.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Did you wind up going to cosmetology school? I did. I went to the Jean Madeline Aveda Institute in University City and graduated in March of 2013 and managed not to miss a day of school. Nice. Um, Because my motivation, there were days when I wanted to quit, Mm. but my motivation was not wanting to hear my friends sing beauty school dropout. <laughs> day oh in and day out.
0: God. <laughs> that is so valid. It's a really good reason. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. I mean I love that song, but But you don't want to be Frenchie. You don't want to be the Frenchie. Real life. Not in real IRL life. you don't want to be the Frenchie. Yes. Right. <laughs>
2: And it and it took me till my adulthood to also realize that Greece is so heteronormative; it screams heteronormativity everywhere. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's yeah. it's all uh, Sandy just changing herself for dude. Nobody learns anything, and you get on a car and fly away.
1: I feel like there's got to be some like really, really. There's like. A-, a hidden gold mine there for like queer subversion though
0: yeah I don't know I mean I know of somebody who did a um all-female production of. Uh, you know the story i <laughs> think uh she didn't she was in an all-female version but it got a cease and desist so then was, like, they the did day it before the show it was the day before the show they got a cease and desist so then they staged a one night event of it called grease and desist
2: that's amazing <laughs> I would
0: I would have gone to see that show. Yeah. Oh my god! Like, and she was telling us the story of her, like, how do we get tickets, but to also time travel.
1: <laughs> mm. Now I'm just thinking, like, what, what can can the three of us just like plan like the queerest possible version of Greece?
0: <laughs> mm, how do we make Greece scare,
2: Dana? Hmm. I I would start by making the main couple queer and non-binary. I mean, gender norm's not even a thing. Wait, it's right in front
0: of us. Literally, we have the IP of Danic Zuko. Danik Zuko becomes
1: Danic Zuko.
0: (laughs) Yeah, okay, yeah, we can do this. (laughs) R.O.C. Danic Zuko. (laughs) (laughs) So Danic Zuko would star in it alongside, I don't know, they could still be Sandy. Yeah. Sandy is a a solid non-binary name still. Yeah. Great. I love that.
1: I want those now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I also want a version of, and I don't even know if this is queer-specific. Other, It just is me wanting other people to be happy. I just want a beauty school dropout song where instead it's just like, it's okay if things didn't pan out the way you wanted to. Maybe you can find something else to do, <laughs> yeah, like knitting. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, how apropos, CJ, because... After a couple years of working in salons and realizing that, you know, I, it was hard being non-binary in a, a very gender-specific industry, mm. I went on hiatus, but I promised myself I wouldn't let my license lapse. So now I'm in retail, but my ultimate goal is to make a living by just being myself. And most of the queer community, the queer nightlife community, knows me as the performance photographer. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. You actually took a bunch of pictures of our live show that, um, when that was, when that will be posted, those
2: are going to be some of the pictures that are included in that. Thank you. <laughs> and, um, shameless plug for my Instagram. It's oh, at, yeah, do it. at according to Dana. Yes. Um, and that came about, um, when I had a friend and actually a cousin who came to Philly for school And they were from out of town, and they didn't really know the city, so I called my tour of the city Philly, according to Dana. So my cousin Sam, who recently graduated from Penn, said, well, why don't you just make it according to Dana, because you could um, make it about any city you visit. Yeah. Hmm. And I'm like, hey, that's a really good idea, so I should make that my brand. And it is it is a lifestyle blog that's in the works, and, of course, my Instagram.
0: Yeah. Heck yeah. Is the blog, because uh, y- you
2: mentioned, like, different cities and stuff, is it travel-specific, or...? Um, it's still... it's in the works. It's... Fair enough. Um, I started writing reviews when I was 19 <laughs> on a little site called Yelp. <laughs> and that's, that's a whole other can of worms, but I just... Enjoyed recommending my favorite places, and I thought about making these reviews queer-specific, like, being a resource to new queers in Philly, and, um, you know, if they're new to the city or just visiting, showing them my favorite places, even making it an actual tour that people will go on.
0: (laughs) I, I mean, I am not new to Philly, per se, but, like, as somebody who doesn't go out much, like the Philly gay life is quite expansive and sometimes it can be hard to be like, where do I even start? Do I go to Woody's? Do I go to Tavern on Camac? Like, where does anybody go? Oh, I need a guide. So (laughs) speaking (laughs) of Tavern on Camac, go ahead.
2: Speaking of Tavern on Camac, um, there is a monthly show there by, by one of our friends. Yeah. Um, Back when I first started performing as, as a child, um, <clears throat> a little background, I grew up in Richmond, California, and my family moved to the Philly area um, 20 years ago. Um, I started, um, we joined a Beth Shalom congregation, mm-hmm. and at Hebrew school, I met um, the now superstar Eric Jaffe. <laughs> oh my gosh! And, um... Eric and I did musical theater and chorus together, and I am amazed at what they've done as a performer over the years. And you know, they now have a monthly show, which yes, you've you've been in CJ. Yeah. And I think that is how I first met you. Yeah, I think so. I think that we first met at a uh, Eric Jaffe show. Yeah. but it, it's just it's just fun to say I knew them when. <laughs> <laughs> and I also I knew their partner, before they you know got together and right. you know their creative forces just joined as one you know eric with the performance and greg with the balloons there's just no
0: artistic power couple so strong as a drag performer <laughs> <laughs> and a balloon artist like the energies the strong all powerful <laughs> they could conquer the world yes. <laughs> Uh, so, what is something that you would like to tell cisgender heterosexual people for the very last time and then you never have to hear it again? Get it out. Goodness.
2: <laughs> um, this has been on my mind for the longest time. Um, that realizing that your gender identity deviates from the so called norm is not a trend. Yes. Too far often, I have been asked, well, what's the attraction to being gender neutral? It's not an attraction. It's something that's, that takes people years and years to realize. Maybe I didn't even... It, it didn't occur to me as a child, but there were things that I was drawn to as a child that were gender neutral. I liked making art and getting messy and, you know, being a clown. I That was my <laughs> ambition in life, to join the circus. Heck yeah. And our identities are constantly evolving, so... I feel like the cishets have to consider the time that we've taken to explore our identities, and we're always making discoveries about ourselves. Yeah. Um, I feel like no identity trait is really ever set in stone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I... And it's, like,
0: particularly ignorant uh, when people say that it's a... Like... Uh, not genders outside of, like, male and female are a quote-unquote trend, because there are many different cultures that have a different relationship with gender than, like, the Western standard. And, like, what we're seeing right now is a resistance against that Western standard... But the Western standard is not the only one. In fact, is very much not, and, like, any other concept of gender was chased out by colonization. So, Mm. like, it's a very, like, imperialist mindset to be like, here is how gender works, and I know that it works like this around the world because this is how I see it. It's like, no, absolutely not. (laughs) Gender is a social construct, and as such, like, these constructs look different to everybody. The same way money and, like, marriage and things like that look different to different cultures. Gender is also that. Mm
1: -hmm. And of course there's been, like, an upswing in people coming out when it's, like, they see other people... Coming out and like, <laughs> oh, it's safe to do that, or oh, that's how I f- that that's how I feel. That's the word for it. Cool, like it just <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, that more people would do it if they have an example, <laughs> like that it's available.
2: I've noticed exactly that when people are open, it encourages me to be open with them. Yes, mm-hmm. and vice versa. If yeah. I'm open first, it encourages them to be open.
0: Yeah. Letting our light shine gives permission for others to do the same. Yeah. Also, just, like, scientifically, because there's just, there are people who are
1: like, oh, now it's so trendy for children to have food allergies. It's like, no, maybe we just, like, know more about it and can recognize that. And it's like, yeah, we're learning more about gender, so we're learning more about it and can recognize it. And yeah. <laughs> the options are becoming more available to everyone yeah
0: uh, such a resistance to learning about things I don't get it change is scary yeah actually I am very scared of change <laughs> but like in minor ways like yeah. my like but the start of my day I think I'm doing something and then that changes and I'm like this has ruined everything
1: <laughs> yeah exactly like, <laughs> like that. that I don't want to try new breakfast cereal but like if someone's <laughs> like hey I'm changing my name and use these pronouns for me I'm
0: like chill. <laughs> as long as I can still eat Cheerios, <laughs> I was just about to say Cheerios. Oh my God, why? Why are Cheerios so good? Like, in theory, it's just oat circle. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's the beauty and simplicity. That's really true. Yes. I don't want. I don't want anything too imposing. Like at the start of the day. Yeah, that's a I really good f- thing that Telsis has, though. Like a really good one. Yes. Um, so, Dana, what is on
2: your gay agenda? Um, aside from getting more tattoos and piercings and continuing to do crazy uh-huh. things with my hair... Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, on my gay agenda, I finally, hopefully, will launch my blog and my personal brand mm. and make a living by just being myself. And I'm grateful for my existing support system, but I want to continue to build on it, so I can be more of a resource to my queer peers, if you will. Queer peers? Oh! I
0: love that. <laughs> we love a rhyme. Yes.
2: <laughs> the queer peers and the gabies. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes. I
1: like all of those points. Yes. Those are all very good.
2: Oh. I, I don't have anything
0: to add. Also, because your cat is here and it's just lovely. I don't
2: even know if we introduced the cat. Yes, this is my my fur baby, Beaker. Um, I adopted her from PAWS, uh, the Philadelphia Animal Welfare Society, um, oh. on April 19th, 2014. So her five-year adoptiversary is coming up. Oh, yay. Um, she was originally named Chalk, but I'm like, hell no, I'm not keeping that. Um, and I named her Beaker after my favorite Muppet, and it just so happened that one of my castmates from TNP, the Rocky Horror cast, um, recognized her picture on my Facebook and said, oh my god, I'm so happy I could cry that this cat found a good home. Oh. And I said, well, um, if anything happens to me, guess who's getting her first?
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're now her godparent. Yes. It's the law. (laughs) Um. She's
0: adopted my leg, so... (laughs) And the chain continues. Uh, Though That's a good segue into Jen's game. Oh,
1: yes. So you had mentioned Beaker um, in one of the preliminary emails, and I latched onto it because I latch onto anything involving cats, obviously. Yes. Um, But also, love Dim Muppets. And um, I was just listening to... um, an interview with someone recently, where they're talking about their their queer hero is Miss Piggy. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, you know what? We rank a lot of stuff by how queer it is on this show. That's like the main thing we do nowadays. Yeah. Um. Let's talk about how queer the Muppets are.
2: <laughs> I, I would love that. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. Yes. So I, I, my goal is if we could like have like a like a. Typical scale of just like, the gayest Muppet, the least gay Muppet, and some gu- Mupp- gay Muppets... Guppets? <laughs> 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 Hate that! Hate that! Uh, in between. <laughs> Great. So yes. Let's explore this rainbow connection. <laughs> hey. Uh So, we can start with Miss Piggy, I think, since she came up.
2: Right. She's definitely a Feminist. Yes. Yes. Um, she's pretty queer. I mean, from from what I've seen over the years, we think that her love interest is Kermit, but uh, I think she might be pan. She might be pansexual. Hmm. We yeah. haven't
1: seen her attracted to many others besides Kermit. She's very fixated on him. Uh. So yeah, so I I buy it. I yeah. buy it. Also, no pan. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I would also say, like, regardless of her identity, I think she fulfills the queer icon, like,
0: thing well, where it's like, Cher's not gay, but Cher's gay.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Cher's still a
0: queer icon. Yeah. Yeah. I strongly agree because Miss <laughs> Piggy's stand, because I do follow Miss Piggy on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Piggy's stand is always to be your most bold and beautiful self. And that is a message that could be taken to the streets vis-a-vis the queer community. Oh yeah.
1: Alright, so she's near the top so far. She's
2: near the top. Yes. Okay.
1: Yes. How about your fur baby's uh, namesake, Beaker, the Muppet Beaker?
2: Beaker, I would say he is, he's pretty gay. Pretty gay? Right. Pretty gay.
1: Right? Like, him and Honeydew?
2: Is it Honeydew? Bunsen. Bunsen Honeydew. Honeydew. Bunsen Honeydew. Dr.
0: Bunsen Honeydew. I'm
1: sorry, I put it right for the last (laughs) name. Him and Honeydew, like, are they, like, partners, or are they, like, partners?
2: Well, even though Beaker only meeps, that that says a lot about, you know, maybe, I mean, there's a lot that I want to say, but, you know, maybe I can't say it in front of my, uh, my advisor here in the lab. <laughs> mm. mm. hmm Yeah. Mm. There's, like,
0: a poll that I'm trying to make, but it's specifically from Muppets Vision 3D at Disney <laughs> Studios, but there's, like, when they go into the lab, there's, like, two Chinese takeout containers sitting oh. there, and it, like, seems like it has been recently consumed, so I just imagine them, like, getting
2: getting Chinese food and having a nice little... And watching David. some uh, Queer Eye or uh, The Birdcage. The <laughs> yes.
1: Birdcage is very them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was going to say, they watch Queer Eye, but then they switch between that and Bill Nye. Yeah. <sighs>
2: Film Queer Nye? Queer Is there Nye something the,
1: there? <laughs>
0: Queer eye the besides Guy. <laughs> <laughs> I want that crossover very badly. Yeah, I, now that I think about it, I've never been more desperate for anything in my life. <laughs>
1: yeah. All right, Great. so Pika also very high. Yeah. But not as high as Miss Piggy? Mm, or higher? He's slightly higher. Cause... Oh, dang. Okay. Yeah. All right, how about Kermit? Kermit
2: himself. Kermit's a tough one. I mean and as as we've seen, you know, he's uh, he and Miss Piggy are like the couple, the muppet couple. Right. But um I think Kermit is also pan. He's 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 pan romantic at the very least. Yeah.
1: Oh, I would buy Kermit's Ace. Like mm. I, I, like, suddenly that feels like such a
0: truth, a strong truth to me. <laughs> no, I'm into it. I also, um, during, uh, one of the songs I've written, um, as a musician, I have canonically established that Kermit the Frog is transgender, <gasps> so, um, I don't really have much more to contribute to that besides the fact that, like, I did put that on the public record at one point. Kermit the Frog is a
1: pan-trans-ace- Frog. Dude, frog. Yes. Okay. Yes. Just
0: like my headcanon for Sherlock Holmes, minus the frog part. I mean, yeah. is Sherlock what? What is Sherlock Holmes besides several frogs stacked on top of each other like little rascals? Uh, what else <laughs> is
1: that?
2: He's trans and pan and ace. I just said that. <laughs> Kermit is definitely higher than Miss Piggy on the queer scale.
1: Okay. Or right. like
2: above or below Beaker? Above Beaker.
1: Dang. Okay. All right. Whew. So it would be Kermit,
2: yeah. then Beaker, then Miss Piggy. This is intense.
0: Okay. Okay. I'm trying to think. Okay. Oh, I was like, who's the like just... Yeah, like, the ranking part specifically is particularly hard for me, because, like, I don't want to be, like, oh, well, they're pansexual, which means they rank lower. That is like, the that's hardest not that, no, That's not the, no, like, I'm, I'm, like, I feel like we're talking, like, queer energies. Yeah, 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 like, big dick energy, but it's just how, how like, the, like, that the vibe. Yes. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean,
1: it's, like, we know, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, that said, I'm trying to, like, see if I can think of who I read as, like, the straightest Muppet to see... How that goes into this scale, and if you agree. Uh, and my first thought is Sam the Eagle. I was just about to say <laughs>
2: Sam the Eagle. Yep. S- yeah. Sishead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he has ally potential. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Okay. So, like, let's make him like bottom of the scale yeah. then. Okay.
0: All right. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there is a Muppet who doesn't have ally potential.
1: <laughs> Aren't there? evil ones statler and
2: waldorf are below sam the eagle
0: Hmm. but they they spend all their time together at the theater being petty how is that not gay that's pretty pretty gay (laughs) (laughs) statler
1: and waldorf is merely a peek into me and cj's future
2: (laughs) (laughs) accurate yeah, so yeah. they they would be above Sam the Eagle for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I
1: think Sam's probably gonna be like our Kinsey Zero here, <laughs> probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, just as Kinsey uh, expected when he created the scale for oh, puppets. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I feel like a guy mentioned animal. Animal.
2: Mm. Oh my goodness! I have a wild thing burlesque routine whoa <laughs> um animal is pretty queer he's he's the angry queer mm. oh yes, but i I'm thinking he's not cis. animal is definitely he's on he's on the spectrum mm. mm-hmm. actually I'm not sure of animals' pronouns he's 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 portrayed in most of the the muppet media as male but I I could see Animal exploring his gender identity. I mean, what with his outfit, and the hair, and the drums. Like, in general,
0: he's just, like, a very chaotic energy. So (sighs) it stands to reason that he'd also be gender chaotic. He's always
1: wearing a spiked collar, and that's pretty queer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that about seals it for me. (laughs) I was gonna say, I think of Animal as, like, a proto-Gritty. And I've made my
0: stance on Gritty... Pretty clear, I think. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, in the last episode, by the time this is released.
1: Yeah, just, to, I have to keep reaffirming. Yeah. That Gritty is. Whenever Gritty's ready.
0: Yeah. Whenever. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So, right. um, where, where are
2: we putting Animal? Hmm. I want to say Animal is more queer than Beaker. So, it'd be Kermit, then Animal, then Beaker, then Miss Piggy, Statler Statler, and Waldorf, Waldorf, and then Sam the Eagle. Okay,
1: I think like one more to tie us all together. Yeah, I feel like we can't talk about how queer are the Muppets without bringing up the weirdo. Of the Muppet. I'm
0: so glad you brought up Gonzo.
2: Gonzo!
1: I am unironically glad
0: that you brought up Gonzo. Canonical he felt
1: chicken like, fucker Gonzo. He
0: felt like a, a, the elephant in the room. <laughs> yeah. Is that what
2: he is? <laughs> uh, thoughts, Dana? Um, Gonzo is pretty queer. I mean, he's not as queer as Beaker. Yeah. he's He's probably just... Below Beaker... He's between Beaker and Miss Piggy. On the... On mm. the scale. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: I'm into it. And, like, I don't even see... Gonzo having a particular gen... Like, a label beyond queer. Yeah. You know... Uh, w- w- sorry. No. That, that was it. <laughs> Go ahead. I was gonna say, you know, I, I
1: totally... Totally, uh, buy as uh, Gonzo feels very queer... But it feels right that he's lower on the scale, I think, because Gonzo feels like a problematic gay. Mm. You know what I mean? <laughs> Gonzo starts some shit. <laughs> There's definitely, like, Facebook fights where Gonzo says something about the local queer scene and everyone's just like, hey, now, <laughs> read a book. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's just That just feels right to me. You gotta stand in your truth, Jen. All right. So least gay Muppet, Sam the Eagle. Yes, agreed. Gayest Muppet, Kermit. Kermit the Frog. Yes, and I'm I'm shocked by this twist, but very
0: pleasantly so.
1: Yes, I'm so happy. Thank you for thank you for helping us determine this extremely important thing. <laughs> yeah, very
0: scientific. I feel like we certainly would not have made these discoveries without you. At least as scientific as Beaker and Honey do. So.
2: I could just picture them now with their cartons of Chinese food on the sofa watching the bird kid. Or Bill Nye, for all we know. Oh, yeah.
0: It's my new ship. It's my new, it's yeah. my new ship. <laughs> I love it. Uh, you mentioned your Instagram
2: already, but just in case, this is the area where you can plug things. So, my Instagram handle is at according to Dana. Mm -hmm. Um, I post pictures of, uh, local performances in Philly, lots of pictures of my cat. Um, I, yes, I'm that person who takes pictures of my food, but only because it's, you know, I want to recommend a particular restaurant or cafe or...
0: Also, sometimes food just looks nice, like, I don't understand the patrol against it. Mm
2: -hmm. Whatever. And soon, um, inspirational memes. Um, I, I always thought that, according to Dana, was a good segue to say something like, according to Dana, um, dead naming is deadly. Or, according to Dana, self-care is not self-indulgent.
0: Ooh, love that. Love love both of us. Yeah. 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 Great. Jen?
1: Uh, yeah, if you want to follow me on Twitter for some reason, I'm at underscore glitter goblin underscore, and from there I link to other social medias like my Instagrams.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, As always, you can find us on Facebook, on iTunes, on Twitter. All of those you can pretty much find by looking up My Gay Agenda in the podcast section of Twitter. That's nothing. (laughs) On Twitter, we're Gay Agenda Cast. On Facebook, it's My Gay Agenda. iTunes, it's also My Gay Agenda. While you're on any of those, if you want to go ahead and rate the show, subscribe... Tell everybody you know, because um, queer education is important. And that's yeah. what we do here. Um, and we also have a Patreon. Uh, I I mean, this episode is being released a month from now, but I just sent out the stickers to our Patreon uh, followers who support us at $5 or more, uh, because they get stickers when they do that. And it's a lot of stickers, and they look really great. Um, but you get more stuff, too, and you can uh, join us for as low as, like, even it a buck. will get you sweet, sweet bonus content. Uh, yeah. So, c- come on board. However it is you do. <laughs> uh,
1: until next time, put this in your gay agenda. Fight the power. Love yourself. Write the queerest possible version of Grease. And then send it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do a whole festival of just queer Greases.
0: <laughs> Several queer Greases. <laughs> yep. And
1: that's
2: our gay agenda. That's our gay agenda. That's our gay agenda. We just want to exist.